Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Season 11, episode 297. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Park. We're, we're three episodes away from 300. You realize Man, that. we should plan a celebration of, of sorts. Celebrate good 300. Times. Come on. Come on. To that. 300 Yeah, you missed episodes. it. Episodes. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, listen. I well, can't live lyrics in, that in, well. In this episode, we have like some, we have a lot. I mean, again, like we just keep having a lot. Like I, there's just no way around it. There's so much going on. We have a whole section for X, Twitter, Twitter X, Twitter. I don't know. There's a little bit of threads in there. We got to talk about Zoom. There's some crazy stuff there. We got weird and wacky uh, about USB ports that are may or may not exist. And of course, Tech Rec's coming at you at the end that you're going to want to be a part of for sure. So, uh, I mean, let's uh, let's not you, delay. You know, let's, you would think that people yeah. would just chill out during the summer, but these people yeah. are just doing way too much. They're not they having to, they a chill down. summer. Yeah, they need to they need to calm down. They're they're being too loud. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let's listen. Speaking of being too loud, let's start out. Uh, Musk's X. I hate that. Uh, I, Mu- uh, Musk's Musk's X to pay legal bills of people quote unfairly treated for posting on platforms. So. Doesn't I guess that sound he, like a cologne, by the way? Musk X? It absolutely does. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, that, yeah. It's not That's a cologne a, I would wear, but. No, no, yeah. but it, yeah. Uh, so apparently like he's claiming that people are being unfairly treated for being a part of the X platform, presumably because. Um, previously Twitter, really. Yeah. And, I mean, and then I losing their jobs or whatever. Yeah. And, and they're going to pay the, because all the money they have from all the new advertisers that don't exist. They're oh, going to pay I, for this. I just, I don't, it makes no sense. It's just, I don't know. I don't even, I don't know. I I'm wondering how many Harvard business review case studies are going to come out of this. So many I, it's, it's not just so one. They're writing they, them now. They're drafting they're, them right now. I mean, you've got to, cause otherwise yeah. you're not going to be able to keep up and remember everything that happened. Yeah. There's just so much it's too much. It's insane. And mm. yeah, what else is too much and insane? Well, actually this actually makes sense from the user standpoint. Twitter, yeah, it does. Yeah. It says Twitter, even though it's X, I don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, gives verified users the option to hide their check mark of shame. Because, <laughs> you know, I think the better thing to do is if you're shameful of paying for it, don't pay for it. Uh, I just love that it called it the check mark of shame. Like, it is that's the, the great. It is the check mark of shame. It's the greatest thing. I re- You know what somebody ever. should make? Is just, somebody yeah. should make a magnetic check mark of shame uh, and then people should stick it on the backs of people's cars who are paying for Twitter. So you know them in real life and hopefully like, they so don't see that magnetic. That, that, re- that reminds me, I was watching, uh, apparently I think it was George Clooney was talking about how he likes to prank people on like some show. <laughs> and one of the pranks uh-huh. he pulls is he'll put like a license plate, like, like frame around their license plate. Cause most people don't really ever pay attention to the license plate. Right. So on the back of some famous person's car, for, I think it might've been Brad Pitt, but I forget who it was. Uh, he put a license plate frame on it that said F the police. <laughs> it, it, it took that person a long time to uh, find. So, that, so, so similarly, like you, we could get a, a magnet check mark of shame and like just pop it onto people's cars just to that's mess what with I'm them. Thinking. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a pretty th- good prank. That, yeah. that license plate thing is much better than the Eddie Murphy from Beverly Hills Cop and the banana and the tailpipe thing. Yeah, they, they, yeah. That, that was a good one because that's a yeah. long running. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. All right, uh, France's AFP sues Musk's ex-social media, 
cites refusal to discuss payment for news. So apparently there's some law in France that went into effect that said social media sites have to be willing to enter into discussions with news organizations uh, regarding payment for news. And of course, Musk responded and was like, hey, look, this is insane. We're sending traffic to your site where you're showing ads and making money based on the traffic. And you're not sharing that ad revenue with us and you want us to pay you. That's nuts. And I actually agree. It's insane for them to pay for that. I, I can't imagine a scenario where that makes any sense. Yeah. It's, so I understand the other side of the argument uh, because these laws have cropped up in a lot of places. There's one mm -hmm. in Canada and there's uh, other places in Europe as well. Right. Uh, and the thinking goes is that these platforms generate more traffic for themselves by having this content that they didn't create. That's true. And a lot of the people just read the headlines and they don't actually click through. So true. they're not getting the benefit of this content and this effort that they created. Um, but then again, the other side of it is too, like, yeah, you're getting the traffic, like that traffic would disappear. And yeah. we've seen that in some of these places where Facebook and Google with Google News has shut off yeah. access to certain sites or to certain countries. And there has been a huge drop in traffic which has affected advertising and revenue rates for these sites. Well, and look at it this way, right? Like let's let's say for example that that there was some kind of agreement where a social platform said, "Okay, uh you're, you know, there's a law, you have to pay, you have to negotiate and pay to a news site." Well, then what's going to happen is there's going to be some reputable news site like the like the Post or something that's going to say, "Okay, we want X amount per article." And then somebody else is going to come along and be like, "Okay, we want $0 per article." And I mean, of course, the zero dollars per article is going to get going to be all over the thing. They're just going to get way more traffic and they're right. going to dominate in that scenario. And so yeah. like so, I mean, even if it goes down that path, like it, it's still not going to work out in the way that they're thinking it's going to work out. You know what yeah. I mean? I, th so. I think this is just it, it's such an area that's fraught with issues that um, we still haven't figured out the right answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, these news organizations need to generate revenue. Otherwise, yeah. there is no news. All right. we'll have is AI-generated news, which we know right now, not good. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. People yeah. with six fingers, like all kinds of stuff yeah. will happen. Um, so we need real humans doing good reporting and yeah. and putting a light on things that are bad that everybody needs to know about. So I, I don't know how this all kind of shakes out. I don't know what the answer is. I think some of these sites, it really does behoove them to figure out a way to support journalism and content yeah. creation like this. Um, and not just, you know, three second TikTok videos and things like that. I, th I think we need more than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, somebody else that needs more than what they've got. Uh, Threads user count falls to new lows, highlighting retention challenges. Dude. To be honest, I'm not really opening I'm, threads. I'm, I'm not in still there. on my phone. Zero. I Zero times to, in the last week. Zero times have yeah, I been in there. I think I, just, I opened it up today for the first I, time in maybe a week. I think that, um, so a couple of thoughts. I think, I believe it said the traffic or the usage is down like 88%, yeah, I believe, huge. which is in, that's wild. Um, to your point, it also said if, like, just if that people, was a regular startup, they would be, it's got, they're done, done, they're done. Right? but it's Facebook yeah. or Meta yeah. and they have tons yeah. of money. Um, the, the other thing I said is like people aren't opening the app, which is true for me and you. The other thing is I I, I really wonder if so. And in, in you've talked about this, like you've talked about how like you got out of the habit of Twitter, and so now you're not in it. And yeah. like I really I, I wonder if there's been this interesting convergence where um, some of us, uh, myself included, have gotten more into like TikTok and Reels and like consuming content more like that. And the the purge of Twitter, the 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 you know running from Twitter 
um, sort of made me lean more into that type of content consumption. And now that I can sort of go back and I can scroll through that sort of feed, I just don't really want to. Like, I just don't, it's not appealing at all to me anymore. Yeah. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if like, like the norms in our usage and our, our habits just, just changed by default because of how the market shifted and now trying to come back to it is just not going to work out very well. So, yeah. By the way, you know, one thing that hasn't been discussed that much, and it just kind of dawned on me that I hadn't even talked about it uh, while you were talking, is this uh, other sites that have leveraged the logon capabilities of sites like Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, Twitter had that uh, login oh, yeah. via Twitter, just like yeah, Google has and all these yeah. other sites. Yeah. Um, and I think I found a couple of my sites that uh, that was the way I logged in uh, because that was the only option back then. Yeah. I think Product Hunt was actually one of them. Uh, and it just highlights how much of an issue this could be because yeah. what if a site like that, that you rely on for your users to log in suddenly goes away John. and we've seen like it can suddenly it can. go away. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? You've just now lost your entire user base and you have no way for them to log back in again. And you've got to start out over again at zero. Crash, so yeah, I think it's uh, for the folks that are out there that develop sites and think about how users log in, I think you need to take a really hard look and make sure that the way that you're getting people to log in makes sense for you kind of on the long term, especially if those sites end up going away. All right, uh, staying a little bit on the Elon-ish theme. Again, apologies. Uh, how Tesla's yarn unspooled. So there's kind of this, you know, this uh, yarn or this storyline that Elon sort of ushered in the EV age. And uh, he did that by, you know, by creating cars that had way more longevity, which wasn't exactly perfectly true, hence the yarn. And uh, by also <laughs> creating cars that had all these amazing features like full autopilot that's not in any way full autopilot um, and, and getting people to pay for it. And so uh, so basically, I think the argument, there's there's this growing argument that uh, he's actually done more harm to the EV growth than good. What what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, it's interesting. So this uh, the original post was uh, posted on threads, which we just talked about, but now <laughs> deleted yeah. uh, by yeah. Dustin Muscovitz, who uh, was a former founder of uh, Facebook and uh, co-founder of uh, Asana. Um, and he basically says that the pr progress uh, uh, that's happened has been basically focused on one company, Tesla. Uh, yeah. Whereas it's basically a foundation of lies, right? The, the range that the cars could get is a lie. The, all the software that what it could do is is still a lie, still not- uh, Mislabeled. Yeah, mm, it, it's still not been realized to the label uh, that it's been given. Yeah. And the money that could have gone into that, though, that those other companies that were making EVs got funneled into just one company. Mm. Uh, Tesla's market cap, uh, it says it was 850 billion versus just 50 billion for Ford. So if some of that money had gone to some of these other car makers, they would have made more progress yeah. instead of it all being concentrated on one. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that's a, it's a reasonable argument, but I also wonder, would those other car companies have been pushed into doing this aside yeah. from having one big competitor that's just kind of going after it, right? Yeah, I to me, like that, I, I think that's the argument, right? Because like, yeah. I think like when, when Tesla, like shockingly became more valuable than Ford and GM, right. Like that's, I, I mean, that's really the only time that they were like, oh crap, we got to do something about this. You know, like, I don't, I don't think you'd have the Ford F-150 Lightning if it wasn't for that fact. And right. so, so yeah, so I mean, I think, 
And, and, and the reality too is these things are so complex with so many variables and so many inputs. There's no really real way to know. But yeah, uh, but, it's, but it's an interesting conversation anyway. But but jealousy uh, drives a lot of human behavior. And when you see somebody yeah, does, else that's man. getting all the press and all the yeah, accolades, yeah, and you're like, yeah. well, wait a minute, I can do that too. Yeah, that's go. right. That's right. Uh, next up in the Tesla block here, uh, hackers managed to unlock Tesla software locked features worth up to fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, so basically they used a injection attack on the voltage system mm. to hack it. And they basically say like, yeah, the only way to fix this, uh, and secure the car would be to recall all of them and replace hardware, which, you know, that's not happening. Cause that's a lot of cars. Wow. So it's basically a jailbreak for Tesla features. So wow. you probably shouldn't pay for that full self-driving, which is not really full self-driving. No, it's not. Because you could just jailbreak it. Oh, heated seats, acceleration boost, all of that stuff. All the stuff. You could just unlock without having it. to pay for it. Mm. Because the hardware and software is already in the car. Already, already there. It's ready to go. Just got to have the key. Just got to unlock it. Yeah. yeah. So this is a big oops, and we'll see what they do. with Yeah. Maybe right, they'll fix uh, it on Cybertruck. <laughs> Cybertruck. Uh, cyber. I still think that thing's ugly. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we got a Google block for you. Google takes a page out of Twitter's book, invites employees to sleep on campus for a fees. They've got a they got a hotel on campus. You can sleep there for a hundred dollars a night. So so listen. So my first thought was, this is terrible. They should be doing this for free. That was my first thought. Right. But my second. My, but but then I listened to a podcast where they were actually talking about this, and their point was they they did the math. And in where Google's headquarters is, uh, if you stay there every night, that's about $3,000 a month. And apparently $3,000 a month is real cheap for a place to stay uh, <laughs> in that area. They were like, so this is actually a really good deal. And so like, I, I never really would have thought of it that way. seems like a terrible deal to me, but um, apparently it depends on how you look at it. So yeah, okay. I, I mean, still feel like it's dumb. I mean, like, like uh, you don't need to be on like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I, I probably the other part of the thing that they're worried about is if you do make it free, what prevents people from just being like, done? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm just reserving this now. room yeah, for the next true. five years, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, this well, is where I live. And it just occurred to me too, like this could be interesting. So I guess if they're doing hybrid work, let's say they're doing hybrid work right. where people come in like two days a week. Well, let's like maybe during the pandemic, you moved two and a half hours away from headquarters. So I guess yeah. this would make really, really good sense for that person. They come in, they spend two nights there. It's relatively quote unquote cheap by comparison. And then they go home. So versus so, moving. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so maybe, so maybe it is a good option. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it's yeah. Two nights, that's 200 bucks a week. So 800 bucks a month Yeah, versus what they're getting paid. And, yeah. and you know what? They, they still get, do they still get their free lunches and stuff? I think they still get food. I think, I think that, I think it, it, the hotel stay also comes with food and everything else too. So, I mean, I Man, think I can make $800 yeah. worth of food up in, in yeah. two days a week yeah. it's uh, not bad. for free food. It's not bad. And it, it's good free food, by the way. I've, I've had it a couple of times. It's, yeah. uh, it's pretty tasty. Uh, next up in Google, uh, Google is making reading mode settings slightly harder to access in Chrome. That's not great. Uh, we've talked about this. Uh, I just, I don't know what to say here. It's like, I mean, it's, you, they, you, they want you up. to see the ads. They want, that's, yeah. that's all it is. They just want you to, they want you to see, they're ad driven. They're just, they, ad, this that's comes on are. the heel of the article we talked about, I think last week about the whole DRMing the web so that you can't remove ads. Yeah. And now they're like, Hey, on top of that, we're going to make sure you can't get reading mode easily. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, so they buried it in a menu um, and you know, I gotta be honest. I don't know that I use reading mode. I don't in use it Firefox that much. That often. I don't, I don't, 
But yeah, it I is should. there, and every now and again I do yeah. use it. I should, and, and it, it is nice when I do. But yeah, um, yeah. for sure. Maybe, maybe this should make me use it more because. Give well, props to the reading mode. Speaking of something you might be using more, Google Messages turning on RCS by default, group E2E encryption launches. So uh, I assume this means that all the Google Messages are going to be encrypted now. That, is that, am I reading that right? Is that what's happening? Yeah, so up until now, one-on-one uh, -on -one messages have been encrypted, but group messages have not. Group messages are a little bit Got more it. complicated to do that with. Um, but they've now enabled RCS by default. So if you've got somebody else that you're in a conversation with that is RCS enabled, which basically means anybody except somebody that has an iPhone, uh, then uh, you can, you know, it automatically does RCS, which means you can start doing a lot of cool stuff. Read receipts work, seeing when they're typing works, yep. um, like all this other kind of stuff works right. uh, with RCS that did not work with SMS. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a... a Enabled by default, you can turn it off if you want to on a per conversation basis. Oh, nice. But a part of that is then the encryption that happens as well. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So now when you're in group chats, just like in WhatsApp or in Signal group, uh, everything is encrypted. I don't know anything about the level of encryption and if it's possible for them to spy on you. Um, if you're really worried, I would still use Signal and not anything else. Uh, yeah. But this yeah. is a good step. Yeah, it keep, works. Keep your stuff, stay, stuff safe. Stuff safe? Stuff safe. Yeah. Uh, talking about somebody that's not keeping your stuff safe or at least summarizing it. I don't know. Uh, YouTube uses AI to summarize videos in latest test. So instead of watching that two minute video, because two minutes is way too long now, way I guess long. you can watch too a, much. a three too second much. video or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, uh, I don't think I actually read this article. I, I mean, it, 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 the title is the article basically. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they so, don't say how long the videos are or how long the yeah. summarized videos are. I but. mean, I, I think there's a use for this. Uh, I think it could be helpful in a lot of situations. Um, I don't really have much to say about it, to be honest with you. So Do you watch a cool. lot of YouTube videos? I don't watch that many videos. Not really, not that many, no. Yeah. Um, but but I know my kids watch an insane amount. So it's a, yeah, I think same the, here. the generational divide there is a little different. Um, but every now and then in, when I land on there, there's some interesting videos. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I don't know how yeah. to put a new power outlet in a wall. Let me, not that I'm going to do that, but yeah. it's always just nice to. It's helpful. It's helpful. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Zoom here. The remote work revolution is officially dead. Zoom just told employees to return to the office. That's not exactly perfectly correct. Uh, what they, what Zoom did is they said, if you're an employee within 50 miles of the office, you have to go to the office two days a week. So they're not yeah. like fully returning. They're trying to go hybrid. I do still think this is a big mistake on their part, specifically because there's Zoom. And the whole point is that you don't have to go in because you have Zoom. So I... <laughs> you I, have the thing is, that you make. This is like a PR fiasco. Like, it really yeah. is. Like, I, I just... I, I don't I, know who's running their comms, but uh, they should not be. So. I wonder how many of their employees are like, hey... I need to find a house that's 10 miles that away. Yeah, 51 miles. I just, I need to move. I like, like to be... <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you go to, you go to the realtor and like, okay, listen, I need a house that's 51 or more miles from this location. <laughs> go. Like, it's, it, yeah. it's like the inverse of what you usually do with a realtor. Like, hey, yeah. I want to live in these neighborhoods. Yeah. I don't want to live within yeah. 51 miles of this not place. I can live miles. anywhere, yeah. just not 51 miles. Anywhere but there. Inside, of, so, inside yeah. of this circle is bad. 
Yeah. And uh, we, we had another article. It was the same thing. So I won't even bother with that. Uh, yeah. And then, what, here, sure and then uh, yeah, uh, something that Zoom's doing that I'm not so happy about. Zoom can now train its AI using some customer data according to its updated terms. Uh, initially, there was some talk about they could do it without your permission. But yeah. now I think they've changed it or said something they clarified well, when you opt in to use their ai then you're agreeing to have some of your data used by their ai for uh for deeper learning so for not just you for their whole thing so maybe don't use their ai if you if you're concerned yeah. about that um or just don't talk about anything that you you know that you're concerned about that's also fine too you know right like this is this is the problem that we talked about before where people have uploaded internal private code yeah. to a ai to get help with it and then that code then starts showing up other places yeah like yeah. you should not take your trade secret stuff and yeah do it somewhere where it's getting harvested like yeah, i don't know that seems bad like a bad idea. idea that seems like a really really bad idea so all right uh next up uh new acoustic attack steals data from keystrokes with 90% accuracy and not only 90% accuracy, 93% accuracy when the acoustic data was recorded over Zoom. So I, let, let, Sanjay, hold on, pause, pause, yeah. pause. Let me make sure I understand what I read in this article because uh -huh. this is freaking me out. Yep. So if I understood this article right, they can record me typing, audio record me typing on my MacBook Pro. Yep. And with 95% accuracy, tell the keystrokes that I typed. And not only that, but yep. they can also record me typing on my MacBook Pro through Zoom. So if I'm on Zoom and I'm not paying attention, I start typing and they capture that audio. They can tell what I've typed with this. Is that it? Am I understanding this correctly? One adjustment on that second part. So here's where it really like they need to capture what you're typing and the sounds that you're typing. So if you type in the chat in yeah. Zoom... Then they know what you typed and then they can have the sounds of what you typed. And oh. then based on that, then can correlate all that stuff. And now with 95% accuracy, know what you've typed just based on your sound, okay, 93 so, to 95% so accuracy. So are you saying for the attack to work, they have to be able to compare something I typed in here and, and record me typing at the same time. Then later they can correlate that and then they can actually start like just telling it just from the audio. Is that what you're Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a way to do it without knowing what you typed. Okay. Because just doing a frequency analysis based on the words that people type and, yeah. and figuring it out over time, they probably need a larger sample set for that. Right. So if they know what you typed, it's a lot less uh, information than they, they need. So imagine having a camera, you're in a coffee shop, there is a camera there. And uh, there's audio recording as well, right? And yeah, the camera can yeah. see your laptop. Oh, no. Uh, then it knows what you're typing, the oh, letters no. you're typing, oh, and the no. sounds. No. And then when you're typing into a field that is hidden, like a password field, yeah. uh, it's going to know what you typed with 95% that is, accuracy. That is freaking terrifying right there. Yeah. Like, I don't. This, again, is the reason why you should use a password manager because you can just copy paste. Then you paste. don't type it. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to type it. But uh, but I have a question. Uh huh. Do you know what I just typed? <laughs> I, I I don't have the algorithm in my head. Okay, I was just checking. I, I appreciate how you think I'm yeah. that good. I I, yeah, I just I just I just like, want to know. Yeah. You know I you know we used to have jokes back in the day of being able to decode modem carrier sounds on the phone. Yeah. Nobody can actually do that. You know. No. Yeah. 
Oh no, and, that, you know, that's talk. a that's a Western. What what not what not Western Western Digital? Is that, was that was that a modem type? Western, no, that's a no, that's, that's a, a hard, hard drive, drive type. <laughs> that's a that's a haze. <laughs> a haze. Trying, yeah, haze. Okay, haze. There we go. Okay, I got you. I got you. My first right. modem was actually an Avatex, but uh, but All yeah, right. haze compatible. Fair enough. Uh, next up, uh, the true shape of lithium revealed for the first time. How do we not know what lithium looks like? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I really understood this art because it was like, Hey, we use lithium ion batteries, but lithium metal batteries would be better, but they're like, you know, prone to catch fire and explode. So maybe they're not the best, but then if we did this, they could, I don't, I don't really understand what this whole thing is. Like, can you walk me through this? Yeah. So, uh, basically we've not really understood the shape of lithium and lithium metal ions, uh, up until now. So they've, I, I don't remember how they figured out what the shape is. They use a something, but anyways, uh, the problem with lithium metal is that, uh, it corrodes almost instantly. So we've never really known the shape, right? But if you can figure out how to use uh, metallic lithium, then it could pack 10 times more lithium than a lithium ion battery. Got it. Right. So much more energy also, uh, relatively lightweight, I think as well. So, uh, they've now figured out the shape, and uh, the funny part of this article was they compared it to, a, what is it, a dodecahedron um, dice like you used in, in Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, yeah a 12-sided dice uh, similar to the dice used in role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons. I'm like, oh, I instantly knew what that was because I, yeah. I used that dice many times right. uh, when I was younger. Anyways, so they figured out the structure of this thing, and so they figured out a way to actually manufacture it so that it doesn't corrode immediately, which Mm. means it won't catch on fire. And so metallic lithium is less likely to catch on fire if you can have a stable version of it compared to a lithium ion battery. And then on top of it, you get 10 times the energy uh, inside of it. So there is a lot of fascinating battery technology. And I think we've said this before. If you're thinking about buying an electric vehicle, you might want to lease or rent because I think in a few years, there's going to be some major leaps forward in battery technology, as well as maybe the ways you charge these vehicles that you yep. don't want to be stuck with, you know, last year's model. So, yeah, that's right. There you go. All right. Uh, next up, City of Hope scientists develop targeted chemotherapy able to kill all solid tumors in pre-clinical, pre-clinical research. Uh, so this was pretty remarkable. Um, this is hot. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a stu- the study was like just recently published and they are, I think they're targeting a protein. They originally were not able to target. They couldn't figure out how to do it. Suddenly, yep. somehow they figured out how to target the protein and in being able to target the protein, they were then able to target the tumors and eliminate the tumors, which is kind of like what cancer is. So that's kind <laughs> of amazing, right? Yeah, this is pretty incredible. Um, and I didn't know anything about this city of hope, but it's one of the largest research um, uh, cancer research and treatment organizations in the U S. Um, and it seems like they just do, uh, cancer in general, right? That's Mm, not a specific cancer. So incredible talking about battery technology being awesome, uh, in the companies, this, uh, cancer research might be incredible in a few years. We might be like, eh, cancer is no big deal. Listen, I mean, just go get a shot. Like, like that. Well, I mean, you say you say shot, like they're working on a cancer vaccine as well. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. There's lots of really amazing research in this area. Um, This just being being one of those things, which is pretty fantastic. So, yeah, very hopeful about that. Um, And somebody else that's very hopeful. NASA reaches out to Voyager 2 with a last ditch shout across the void. 
so we talked about this previously. They lost contact with Voyager 2 yeah. because they shifted it by two degrees. Uh, two degrees apparently can be quite a bit when you're millions of miles away, and it, yep. and it can be. Uh, yep. We've been shouting at aliens for, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so they, they got Voyager 2 back. Um, yeah. They used a dish in Australia to send a command I guess it must have just skimmed by Voyager 2 and it picked it up and it uh, reoriented wow. itself. So, all right. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's um, pretty great. I like the You, I you like would the think quote that something shout. that's millions of miles away, that like just going to Australia and sending the signal shouldn't like really fix it, but I guess that was enough. I guess so. That's wild. There you go. Time for the Weird and Wacky segment. Abominable Snowman. Oh, not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs. Turned out to be a bot. All right, first up in Weird and Wacky, Mattel wants to pay you, well, or somebody, $277 an hour to play Uno. So I'm this in. is this is for you big Uno I'm player? You're big, okay. I, I'm a I'm a huge Uno player. This is for their new Uno game called Uno Quattro. And uh, they want someone to go around, I think around New York City and play games for four hours a day for a couple of weeks and uh, create social content from that gameplay. And the rate is apparently $277 an hour. I'm not sure what the significance is of that, but there you go. Wasn't there a joke uh, channel on a movie, like the Dodgeball movie or something called The Quattro? Man, I feel I like that, that that was... I have no idea. Yeah. That's yeah, too obscure for me. I don't I don't know. That's <laughs> Come just on. Too, you, you've got to be too good far with out there. Your... You're too far out there. I, can't, I don't have it. I, don't I, I feel yeah. like a listener should um, uh, let us know. If, if yeah. somebody knows this, I, I swear there was a movie where they... Oh no! It was the Ocho, the, the Ocho. Ocho. Okay, yeah. I, right. I mixed up my my words there. Yeah, All the right. Ocho, uh, and I think that might have been dodgeball. But uh, yeah, new Uno game. Are you going to play this new Uno game? Uh, I I mean, yeah, man, I'm up for a new Uno game, hundred percent. I'll give I it a shot. To, yeah, we might yeah. have to buy this. I, I wonder. I'm assuming the game's already out. So yeah. Um, but what else is out is a a printer with no USB port, but maybe it does. Pay no attention to the USB port behind the no USB sticker. Yeah. So our friends over at um, HP, yeah. So they put out a printer and it supposedly doesn't have a USB port. It's got a sticker that says, uh, use our app, uh, there is no port. You peel away the sticker and there is a USB port behind it. They're basically trying to make you use their app and use cloud printing instead of actually just using the port. I and. I don't yeah. know. I don't know this if that's true. This feels this feels a little off to me. Like so, you think that's uh, not true? Well, okay. So I'm looking at the photos, right? And so I'm uh, so the 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 photo of the sticker with the port. So there's a sticker over the port. The sticker shows the Wi-Fi signal. It's got a USB thing with a circle and a line through it, basically saying like, "Don't use USB." But the sticker is obviously meant to be peeled off because it's got an arrow in the bottom left that set, that shows that you should peel it off. And there's a USB symbol immediately to the right of where the sticker is indicating that there's a USB port there. So I, I feel oh, like yeah, I see it. It's, yeah. it's kind of, it's in the shadows there, but why does it say no USB? I don't so, know that that's confusing. Um, and it, so it makes me wonder if like on the documentation for the printer, does it say like, this doesn't have USB or something like that? Like maybe that would be different, but like, I, like, I don't like, I see this post and like it was on the verge and stuff and whatever, but like, I'm not sure that's real. I so, but maybe yeah. just like they didn't remove the USB port, they didn't remove the imprinting that this is a USB port right next yeah. to it. 
And they're just trying to stick the sticker on there to make you think that, oh, just yeah, use the app. Yeah, but then why would the sticker have the peel away arrow on it showing because, that you should peel it off? Because like, they're just that bad. I mean, they're, that, they're not. It feels to me like you're jumping well. through a lot of hurdles to make them look bad. I feel like. I feel like <laughs> this what, might be made the, up. What's the law that like the simplest answer is probably the truth, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like we're skirting that here, but yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm I, just saying. I'm, I'm, I just I'm saw skeptical. the, t- the main thing I, I didn't dig into like, huh, is this sticker real yeah. or not? Yeah. This could be totally made up. Yeah. Well, in that case. Okay, Adam, it is tech wreck time. What do you have for us this week? Okay, so uh, recently I found myself in need of a tripod. And I reached out to a buddy of mine that is a professional videographer. And I was like, dude, I need a tripod. And he was like, great. Here's the one a thousand times this one. And I looked at it. And that tripod looked amazing. And its price tag was $375. And I was like, nope, that's never going to happen. And so, <laughs> I, I, so I reached back out to that same friend. I was like, great. Do you have something on the cheap end? So then he sent me the link to this tripod, which in his mind is the cheap end. And in my mind is by far the most expensive I was ever going to pay for a tripod because it was like $110. In my mind, that's a magical tripod that flies. But whatever. So I'm going to recommend the Benro Slim Aluminum Lightweight Travel Tripod Kit that uh, is actually a very, very good tripod. Best I've ever owned of the very few that I've had in my whole life. And it was like $110, which again is the maximum budget I was willing to pay. But it was great. And I think it's worth the $110. So I'm going to recommend that. I think you and I should create a new tripod and call it the tripod that flies. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to go by tripod that flies. Tripod that flies.com. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure that is available. I feel like for $375, the tripod should shoot the video for me and like maybe, maybe it's, also edit it. You know, it should, like, it should walk to the place, do the video, edit it, and then come back on its own. It's, I was, I was it's a like, fully autonomous tripod. And like the, like the, like the thought process. Cause like, you understand, like, I'm not a videographer, right? And so, like, wait, so to a videographer, like 375 for for a tripod that's perfect is like a small price to pay. But for somebody that's not a videographer, it's like you're like you're joking, right? Like, they, are you punking me right now? Like, what is happening? Like, what? There's a tripod that costs 375 dollars. So <clears throat> there you go. That's yeah. Uh, that's by the way, uh, tripodthatflies.com is available. I mean, did you really think it wasn't going to be available? Like, you never know. I mean, the internet is a weird and wacky place. I mean, sure, but that's pretty obscure. So, all right, (laughs) Sanjay, what do you have for us? So, um, I have been waiting and waiting uh, to to give this tech rec. So, it is for a framework laptop. I think we've talked about this previously here. Um, It's uh, the website is frame.work. And uh, I finally ordered one. Uh, one of the kids needed a new laptop. Uh, so I got the DIY edition. So there's two versions you can get. You can get the DIY edition where you have to build it yourself or the pre-built version where they send it to you all built up and ready to go. Uh, you save about $200 with the DIY edition. Now, the DIY edition, I thought, hey, it was going to be a lot of stuff to assemble, but it is actually not that much. The computer comes with the main board already installed in the base case. So, and okay. the display is already attached. Yep. The cables are already attached. Right. So all you have to do is install 
your memory and uh, your RAM and your storage. If you didn't buy it with it, which I didn't, yeah. I had uh, that from an, another computer. So I was moving that over Okay. the bezel for the display yep. and the keyboard. That's it. I that mean, seems like, like easy, like, like the five minutes of work right there. It like, was, I mean, probably I took my time and it was yeah. not more than 15 minutes. Okay. So here's and, my question. Yeah. If you had to compare building your framework laptop, uh-huh. With building an IKEA dresser <clears throat> or really an IKEA book or really anything from IKEA at all. Uh-huh. Which one's more difficult? Uh the IKEA one, for sure. I mean, wow, I mean, no I mean the, the framework, no they have web pages that walk you through exactly yeah. what to do uh with pictures and text. Whereas the IKEA, you gotta figure out this like you know, blob figure guy. Wait, I got to rotate it and I got to flip it upside down and rotate it 360 degrees. Is that what that's saying? What? Why is Weird. he unhappy in this picture versus <laughs> this picture? I, I don't understand the picture. Why is he frowny face here? And there's uh, no text other than he's, he's frowny, frowny face, face. He did what he's not supposed to do. That's yeah. the, that's the lesson. So I, I, I tell you, uh, the, the, the laptop itself is so well designed. There's okay. magnetic, uh, like things like the bezel just kind of pops on yeah. the keyboard just pops on. There's five screws on the bottom, but here's another thing that I really love about this is that the, the, uh, microphone and the, uh, the camera that are in the display there, uh, right on the top, they right. have little switches that go by them. The switches are not just covers for those. They actually physically disconnect those devices from the computer. So you know that nobody is watching or recording you because there is no way physically for the computer to access those devices because they are electrically disconnected from the rest of the system. Gotcha. I love that. And then the other thing I love, it has four ports on it on the side, so two on each side. You can buy whatever adapters you want. So you want two mm. USB-C and two USB-A? You can do that. You want an Ethernet port and three HDMI? You can do that. Yeah. Like you can mix and match the ports however you want. And on top of it, if you don't know what you want, you can buy just a bunch of them and then swap the ports out as you want as right. you're using the laptop. So oh, wow. you know, if you think like sometimes I need an Ethernet port, but most of the times I don't, well, just have it available and then don't use it and just pop it in whenever you want. So the flexibility there is pretty impressive. Yeah. And they've actually open sourced all of that as well. So regular people can actually make their own adapters. Uh, and huh. some people I saw are making a, the USB-C that they have is only one port. Somebody's right. actually working on a two port USB-C. So you get two ports in that one little, one little uh, doomajiggy. So a couple, a couple quick things. I just went to the frame.work site just to, just so, so first of all, uh, it's a beautiful computer. Like, wow, it really well. Like it actually, it looks very similar to like a MacBook almost. Yeah. Like very similar. Is huge. Yeah. Huge touchpad. And the price point is not nearly what I was expecting. Like it, like it shows the 740 series here for 850 bucks, which is yep. like, that's way cheaper than I was expecting. So yeah. And you can uh, get eight Intel or AMD. Yeah. Um, whichever you want. Yeah. Uh, mine came, you know, I had pre-ordered it because they were doing a batch. Yeah. Mine came, it, it shipped from uh, Taiwan. Okay. Uh, FedEx got it in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, it's, that's wild. It's really impressive. And I yeah. like the fact that, um, everything is upgradable. So yeah. you don't need to just chuck this and get a new laptop. You still like your laptop you just need a new processor. You can just change out that main board and right. it's like you have a whole new computer. So that's wild. It's great stuff. All right, Sanjay, uh, we're going to do what we haven't done the last couple of weeks, just in case. Yeah. Uh, how can our users find listeners? How can our listeners find 
<laughs> and connect with you should they desire to. Maybe they don't want to. I don't know. They can find me on my website, sanjayparek.com, S-A-N-J-A-Y-P-A-R-E-K-H.com. What about you, Adam? My website, adamjwalker.com. It's got links to all the stuff, and that's the place to go for all the Beanie Babies. You, you know what we also need to ask our listeners, the Beanie Babies, uh, <laughs> what we also need to ask our listeners is to give us, I noticed that we don't have many five-star ratings on Spotify. Yeah. So if you can go yeah. and rate us on Spotify with yeah. five stars, that would be great. And then if you could go create another fake account and rate us there again. The, there, the problem is you actually have to listen to at least one episode of Tech Talk Y'all on Spotify before they allow you to listen to it. So listen to one episode, give us five stars. You don't, you're not even able to write a review. So you don't even have to do that. It's just click and put some buttons. Five stars, five stars. Say rated five stars. Done. Yes.